When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All August long, we're doing a kind of funny Patreon pledge drive and asking you to chip in on patreon.com slash kind of funny if you enjoy the shows. For real, we're an 11 person independent operation and we couldn't do it without your financial support on patreon.com slash kind of funny. So thank you. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nick Scarpino, alongside the second best baby blues in all of San Francisco, maybe California, Mr. Tim Geddes. It's true. It's me. Let's him host. And it is Christmas in July and August. Yes, it is. <laughs> Joey Noel, how you doing? Good. I think Tim's underestimating how much fun he would have at a Pitbull Enrique Iglesias. Ricky You're Martin on concert. a concert tear right now? Um, Yes, but also Mike is just a menace and mm-hmm. wants people to spend as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. So last night we were looking at a lot of concerts because we were trying to appease him by not spending millions of dollars on Drake right. tickets that we don't really care about necessarily. And we we're like, what if we found more concerts that were a little more fun? There's a Snoop and Wiz Khalifa concert with Warren G, which I think could be kind of fun. Yeah, cool. but I, I feel like you're you're downplaying how much FOMO Mike would have if he didn't go to the Drake concert. He's been talking about this Drake concert for six months. months. Blessing literally just found out that we don't, nobody has tickets for this. He's like, you guys have been talking about this no joke all year between Mike and Roger. Nobody it's, actually has tickets for this concert. It's weird to me because Drake, the Drake concert is the one Mike's been talking about getting tickets for the longest time. But low key in that time, you've been to no fewer than 10 Taylor Swift concerts. <laughs> It's wild. I've been to one Taylor Swift concert, and maybe I posted a lot of pictures and videos from the one Taylor Swift concert. I want to talk to you about this so badly because mm-hmm. I had the most insanely fun interaction with a comic the other night at a show. She's been to 15 Taylor Swift concerts. Where does she get the money? She's just been going. I guess Taylor Swift's been popular for 45 years. I don't yeah, know. That, okay. It is so true. So 15 over time. Oh, not, no, yeah, yeah, not in the Oh, year. I thought you meant yeah, this okay. tour. No, no, I was no, no, like, no. is she That's made impossible. of gold? So she, she started going back. She's just an OG Taylor mm-hmm. Swift fan. I guess she started going back. Swifty. Like, Swifty. <sighs> Started going back, I guess, in like 2010 or 2011 yeah. when when, when T-Swift started baby. getting real big. 2006. Um, and she, I made the mistake, and I'll probably go down the same rabbit hole with you today, mm-hmm. being like, why should I like Taylor Swift? And the answer I got back reminded me a lot of when I used to live in, in, in Orange County and you'd go to L.A. and you'd have people that were standing outside the Scientology Center. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, have you heard about Scientology? Do you know about you know, Xenu and the Thetans and all that stuff. And they, and when they start talking and they talk about the lore of Scientology, that's when I feel like hardcore Taylor Swift fans. But the difference <laughs> is Scientology doesn't have fucking pop bangers. They don't have, a, they don't have pop bangers you know and B, their, uh, whoever their, 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 their person is, they rally around Tom it. Cruise. I think it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. I don't L. think Ron he really Hubbard? exists. It's L. Ron. No. Who was who like, who's like the deity of, of Scientology? Is that one? I don't know. Scientology. Once I finish my Bravo show, Scientology is the next rabbit hole I'm getting down under. You're going to be a Scientologist? The, no, I'm no, the lay Remini shows and all of like the expose and stuff like oh, that. Oh, it's terrifying. That's the kind of stuff that terrifies me. But if you are going to sign up for Scientology, mm-hmm. you know I'll roll with you. 
Okay. I'll be your old dog. How quickly okay. this So I will, turned. it'll be joey at kindoffunny.com when I fill out the email form, and then I'll just do a second one, nick at kindoffunny.com. Yeah, just turn that on. And also throw Kevin in as well. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, this is the Kind of Funny uh, podcast where each and every week three, sometimes four best friends gather around this table, each bringing some fun topics for your amusement. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Jedi Master Deadpool, James Hastings, Casey Andrew, Logan Delaney, Nathan Lamoth and Patrick Delgado. You guys rock. Uh, our sponsor today is Liquid IV, but we'll tell you about that a little bit Fuck later. Casba. What the fuck's a Casba, Nick? A Casba? Yeah. K-A-S-B-A-H, I think. The Casba? Casba mm-hmm. is a... Oh, the Casba. I think it is a... Is it a club? Like a villa? <laughs> I don't know the words. Cash-ba. I don't know Rock if anybody Casba. knows the words to that specific <laughs> yeah. part of the What is the part? <laughs> what are they saying there? It is a North African castle or fortress, uh, the native section of a North African city, the Casba. Yo, can you please pull up the lyrics to that song? Because, uh, like, how the fuck could that be? Because you, you threw a party there. It was Rock the Casbah. Yeah. Uh, that's similar to the that Britney Spears section yeah. that we talk about maybe once a year. And Even I never behind remember. my age and name. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I was totally wrong. <laughs> the song gives a fabulist account of a ban on Western rock music by a Middle Eastern king. The lyrics describe the king's efforts to enforce and justify the band and the populace's protest against it by holding rock concerts in temples and squares. Footloose. And rocking the Casbah. That's a Casbah. There's right a Casbah right there. Yeah. But, but so what, what's the words right there? In the, the, uh, right before rock the Casbah. Uh, let's see. Rock the Casbah. <laughs> Now the king told the boogeyman. Hold on, let me look at the. Video. <laughs> yeah, I like how you see some lyrics like, "Wait, that could be this part." No, this. I mean, that's just the beginning of. Uh, Seraph don't like it. Rock the cash bar. Rock the cash bar. Seraph don't like it. Rock. Seraph don't like it. Yeah. Seraph. Yeah. Okay. Seraph. That. Yeah. Seraph don't like it. Meaning. I think it's like a title. Seraph Arabic uh, noble or highborn. Yeah. Plural. Asraf. Uh, Arabic title of respect. Yeah, so basically saying the king doesn't like this. We're gonna rock the cash. Who who is this? Uh, this is a band from the eighties called. Yes. You asked me just banger of questions right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the Clash. Oh, it is the Clash. Yeah. Okay, a little London calling. London is calling Clash. Yeah, not the yeah. Cure. You're thinking the Cure, Robert Smith. No, Robert Smith. The Clash is London is calling. Yeah, yeah. I always get the Clash and the Cure. I conflate the two because mm. they both start with C. They're both eighties bands and they're both iconic. Yes, the Cure. I want to say he's American, right? This yeah. is a little Long out of my... people here. I'm not going to a Cure concert. I would go to a Cure concert in a second. I've been Cure to like four bangers. Drake concerts. Oh, they're English. Why? Okay. So do you like Drake that much? No. It, was, <laughs> it just happened. I just feel like... San Jose State once. And he was... Uh, Kendrick was opening for him. Oh. That was interesting. It was like 2009. Did you go to see Kendrick or did you go to see Drake or both? Um, my friends were going to see Drake, and I was like, I, I gotta see go. my boy Jimmy from Degrassi. Yeah, you know what I mean. Of course, I've been a, a, a Drake guy since day negative three. Yeah, you know, since he was Aubrey Graham. Exactly, exactly. You never forget. All right, come no. back season. How old is Drake? Because I feel probably like... probably our age, right? Probably. I would say he's thirty six. Wow, thirty six. He's oh, thirty six years old. Number one Drake fan, apparently. That's... It's wild to me that he's thirty six because I feel like for I always have this feeling that someone as who has is as successful as Drake is, should be much older. When I hear 36, I go, what am I doing with my life? Well, the problem is Taylor Swift, right? Taylor like, no, Swift, 25? No, no because her she was born in 1989. But she's born the at the end of the 1989. Batman movie. Mm. She's almost like 30 younger than me. years yeah. old. Okay. Almost. So she's the same age. She's my age. Yeah. Because I was born in 1989. And her net worth, according to... Women's Health Billions of dollars. Is $780 million. 
Now, that no seems way. low. I never, yeah, I never believe these. Another yeah, one says six hundred million. You never know what someone's net worth is. I think after um, the heirs tour, it'll if be you cool. Google my net worth, it says priceless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does it or does it say zero? No, it Those says different no. things. What it says is who's Nick Scarpino. <laughs> Who? There's no, there's no, there's no, yeah, there's no, uh, there's no wiki uh, form for me in that bad boy. But like, there's oh, been so many sad name, unclickable name on Wikipedia. I, I don't even think I have a Wikipedia. Nick like Scarpino. Let's see. Pro I actually, you know, I do, and I think my birthday's wrong in the Wikipedia. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Are you older or younger? I, it marked Probably me as older. one year younger. How dare you? Oh. One year younger. Yeah, there's no Wikipedia for me. God, I love that that's your picture that pops up. Yeah, I'm with me in the, uh, yeah, I'm just part of the kind of funny Wikipedia, but I'm pretty sure it says I was born in the year 1985, which I appreciate whoever did that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's a good one, too. It's a great picture yeah. of me. That's really, it's powerful. That was from our prom. I looked, That was probably the prom. best I ever looked. It's just been downhill from there. Yeah, you look good right now. <laughs> yeah, it's complimented you today. I like your shirt. Thank you. I appreciate that. I had a couple pictures taken of me at Punchline. I went up at Punchline again next, last Ooh. Sunday, and a couple pictures taken of me by Jim McCambridge. And he got him back to me, and I was like, oof. It's a rare miss Yeah, for me. Yeah, I usually look so good. I, I just look I, like shit. Jim had, Jim's pictures were great. I just look like, tired. I was at a wedding last night, and we took pictures, and I'm not even going to be modest about it. I've looked at the picture of myself like a hundred times today because I'm like, I look pretty great. goddamn good. I look pretty good. And you day. and G are like the perfect amount of coordinating. Coordinated poppy is what they call me in the streets. Oh, in the streets. Mm-hmm. Everywhere, actually. Can you, can you okay. send that photo to me? Yeah, it's on uh, my Instagram. If you want to go to Instagram.com slash Tim Gettys. I don't think you have me blocked. I don't think <laughs> I have betrayed you. Yet. I mean, we can ask the question. What house do you think Kevin is? Do you I, think he's a Slytherin or Gryffindor? No, ask the, no. Answer the question right now. I honestly, I'm not educated enough to be able to do that. I've seen those movies once. Tim's not a reading boy. Not a reading boy. I'm not, not out here fan reading. fan fiction boy. No, no, no. Yeah, look at that shit. You kidding me? That's just we a look, great picture. We look guys. fucking good. You guys look yeah. great. We're, this was not uh, used to wow. you wearing not Jordans. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. How often do you wear not Jordans? But there's a uh, weddings. Just, just at weddings. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And even if I can get away with Jordans, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Gia's mom got married, which is Hell crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, congratulations. That's great. How was her. it? It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Super small, chill. Didn't need to do too much. We did do karaoke at some point, that's and I did Wild Wild West by Will Smith. Oh my gosh. Of course, you, gosh, of course you did. Yeah. Did you text Cisco? You have. I didn't. The general rule of thumb is if you know Cisco, you have to text him when a song is playing. I, I did That's get cool. off off stage, uh, and Gia's first piece of feedback to me was, Tim, you didn't need to hit every single, uh -huh. and I'm like, <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> we owe it to Cisco. We fucking owe it to, to, to Big Willie Styles, man. Yeah. You yeah. gots to do it. I'm sorry, Tim, is it just the Wild West? Or is no. it the Wild West? I'll tell you guys, I've heard that song hundreds, yeah. if not thousands of times i'm not sure i was ever aware there was a third verse oh i don't <laughs> like think so first either. and second verse i'm like i got this shit down third verse i'm like oh <laughs> i don't oh, know i don't know that i even know there was a second verse i think yeah. i just know the first you definitely would know the first the second Jim west desperado, desperado rough rider give it uh, to me don't want nada what's the second verse? does that start i don't know but i would need i need a little just a cue in hold on i'll cue like, you in right now wild and wild. i did the fun karaoke thing of like on the fly remixing some shit oh like, jim west i've said tim gettys and yeah. i got oh. it in there but i said gettys in a way that was quick so it like sounded better it was yeah. really cool you should have said tim west. did you do karaoke with 
was this Gia's family? Was this like a yeah? It was just it thing? was before we went out to the um, so they got married at like the courthouse, right okay. or whatever. And God, they're so strict about that shit. So much drama. Six people. No one else can even be within a thousand meters of the perimeter or some shit like that. Really? No, but like it was it's some, some annoying bullshit like that. Yeah, and I was like, I don't care. Um, <laughs> so. I was like, whatever, I'll meet y'all later. We ended up going to their house for like charcuterie and shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A bunch of cheese and meats and crackers, essentially. Uh, and while we were doing that, they were very musical. I don't like family. the degree to which you were dismissive of charcuterie. Oh, not dismissive. I'm a big fan. Oh. Yeah. You, you seemed like you have some beef with charcuterie. And I didn't know if we There was beef. Like charcuterie stole an ex-girlfriend. It was, it was like, good. I'll never forgive charcuterie. <laughs> yeah. No, I just like, sometimes they take it a little too far. You know what I mean? Just give me the prosciutto and like stop talking to me. I don't think right? you can take it far enough, man. When they get into jams. Uh, a little big jam. A little, yeah. little figgy pudding. If it's presented as a dip, I'm cool with it. That's pretty much Oh, it. I like it as a schmear. I like when they have the, the fancy cracker. I like those little schmear. tiny knives, too. They're yeah, so they're fun. adorable. And inevitably, you're like, who used the schmear knife for, for the, the brie cheese? cheese? What and is wrong why with is the cheese all sticky now? Why, is the, why does the cheese look great? Like, it's got great And why are there little flecks of Parmesan in the jam? And now we can't put the jam back in the fridge, or we just have cheesy jam. What we need to do is just party together. I now. know. Because we know the rules of engagement yeah. when it comes to these parties. So then we were eating the charcuterie, and um, the Gia's new daddy. <laughs> Does she call him? Does she call him Papa? She, she, she calls, honestly, Papa. She, her and Jenna call him Papa Frank. Papa Frank. <laughs> and I'm like, I fucking hate this, but I kind of love it. I fucking like, love that. Can I call him Papa Frank? Yeah. Frank the Tank? Yeah, yeah, I understand yeah. that it's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole fucking thing. I mean, he has a grown ass kid. Like, yeah. They have, Gia has a brother now. Like there's just a lot of going. That's awesome. Lots going on. So uh, Gia's new brother and, and new daddy, um, <laughs> they're very musical. Um, so they have like a house set up with like a lot of speakers and stuff, which I'm actually a big fan of. They yeah. did a great job. Um, so they have a microphone just constantly set up. So it was this just is great. It was it was pretty cool, but it was just karaoke um, on top of just like YouTube. You know what I mean? You pull oh, yeah, up YouTube, yeah, yeah. type in shit, and then people were just singing, and they're all extremely talented. So I was like, this sucks because I can I perform. You know what I mean? You are yeah. not good at this stuff, but it's yeah. like I can shake my little tush thing. You know what yeah. I mean? I can the make performance is not happen. the technicality. Exactly. And it was not fun because person after person would go up and like Gia's sister Jenna is legitimately a trained Incredible. Singer. It's like she went to school for vocals and it's like, well, this fucking sucks. Like she she's here just cr- absolutely crushing it. You're like, she's awesome. This fucking sucks. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, because then everybody's like, oh, Tim, Tim, Tim. Like, oh, the, Tim's going to be fucking crazy. What did Jenna sing? Oh, uh, man, man, that's a really good question. Um, but what and the, the biggest bang was Skyfall. Oh. Oh. When I heard those opening notes happen, it was uh, Gia's, the hell Gia's new brother and uh, his uh, uh, partner, um, and they fucking slayed. did they do it well? They slayed Nick. Because I'm going to tell you so something right now, guys. I'm going to tell you something right now. I've been to a lot of I, I, my karaoke days are behind me, mm-hmm. but there was a time and a place, and I say this just as with as, as little ego as possible. Mm-hmm. I used to fucking dominate karaoke bars. I would go up low key sleeper. Cool G. I would act like. Did you go to the weird divey one in Costa Mesa? Uh, no, maybe the like Irish pub one. Continue. No, we'll out. I used to go to the one off of California Street a lot. It was like above a florist. Remember that one? It was a big ass karaoke bar uh, in California. Like, like, and anyway, it doesn't matter. I'd go in, Tim, and I'd act 
Okay, this man, I've never done this before. Is this how, is, how does the microphone Dirty work? Dirty Nelly. I don't know how a microphone works. Is that what you it's do called? a little tap? Dirty Nelly is what I'm talking about. I don't know right? about you. And then you just wait, and then you just destroy. Because you have your two or three songs, right? Mm-hmm. You always got to have three, mm-hmm. right? One song <laughs> that you know you can destroy, which is uh, Superstition. Eminem's Without Me. There you go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Two, you got to get it. I never did Pony. I never did Pony. Ooh. Pony came to me later in life. But you have a second <laughs> song. In case A, somebody already did your first song, or B, of course, inevitably, you got to prepare for when people ask you to go right back up. Yeah, of course. Right back up. Encore for Nick Scarfino, everyone. Yes. And that was Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. The art of picking the karaoke song is similar to Cards Against Humanity, which is you're not necessarily picking what you think the best card is. You're playing to the audience. You have to. You have to. So you have to have a variety of things depending on where you're at and who's there. There's always someone who. One out of every three times I go to karaoke, mm-hmm. they pull out either Journey mm-hmm. or Sweet Caroline too early, yeah. and it ruins. And it kills that. it. We're not. We're not ready yet. No, dun, we're not drunk dun, enough. Dun, no. Dun, dun, dun. The dun 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 needs to happen roughly between the hours of twelve forty-five and one fifteen. Yes, that is the closing time. Get the fuck out. That is the sweet spot for Sweet Caroline. Because mm. if you're thinking we're hammered, right? Yeah. You went up. You and I did. Just a fucking badass duo. Islands of, in the stream. Islands in the stream. <laughs> of course. We crushed it. <laughs> to the point where we were like, we would like you guys to go up again. And Joey and I are like, no, but we don't. We, gotta, we don't, don't want to. And then we're to like, fuck, we need a second song. That's and it has to be cruising. Which one's cruising? Cruisin By Huey Lewis. Is that a duet? And, oh, I guess technically it's not Huey Lewis. I know the version from duets. It's Huey Lewis and Gwyneth Paltrow, which is actually a banger. Oh. But it's Smokey Robinson. Okay. It's we real can do good. that. I would get okay. into that with you. That'd be fun. But my, my favorite thing about the... Or did you have more there? I probably. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going. I mean, I had something I, I was talking saying. forever so, about stuff. But I feel like the 115 then gives you a chance to ride that high, get another drink, One and then cocktail. hunker down. I would say, well, any, I, I would say let's, call. let's do the official rules of karaoke right now. Okay. Rule number one, Sweet Caroline, you got to wait till after, let's say, 1230 for Sweet Caroline. Does yeah. that sound reasonable? It can't yeah. be. It can't be in the first couple ha- the couple no. hours of the karaoke. Don't go to karaoke. Nobody's really heating up till ten o'clock. So ten to twelve is the sweet spot where everyone has to warm up. Sweet Caroline can come out after twelve thirty. But Journey, I just say we don't do Journey. I agree because I think nobody it's a can overplayed. sing it well. Yeah, and mm. it's it's. I think it's a little overplayed. I say everything that's overplayed, you got to do it, man. I don't care how many times boy bands are going to happen, Britney Spears is going to happen. Yeah. You, you got to do it. You got to do it. That's what I'm here for. It's what I'm here to hear. True. I would love nothing more than to be able to do a choreographed number to any NSYNC song with three of my best friends. That'd be yeah. incredible. Yeah. We should make it Did you hear the rumor about NSYNC? No. Please tell me they're getting days? back together. So, the new Trolls movie. Have you seen <laughs> the trailer for it? Uh, yes, actually. I think we, Probably, I think we well, saw the trailer for Turtles. Four Turtles, yeah. So it's like tr- Trolls World Tour, re- whatever it is. But the premise of it is that it's a reunion for boy bands. And one Justin Timberlake voices You're right. this and thing. And he sings on it. He has a, there's a oh, yeah, he track sings on, on Trolls it. 1, right? Or 2? He's got I think all of, them. all of them. Yeah. Inside his soul. But there are hints, little rumors, that this is going to get pushed back because of the strike because alongside the movie, there is rumors that a resurgence of NSYNC and like some sort of boy band reunion is also going to be announced hell. alongside it. That would be <clears throat> incredible. There are two reunions mm-hmm. that I would actually ask Tim to buy me tickets to. <laughs> okay, like to do all the legwork and I don't oh, yeah. do anything except for capitalize off like I do with every mm-hmm. movie and everything we do here. One, 
in sync. Mm-hmm. Two, and I'm sure they'll film it and won't let anyone watch it. But when the inevitable suits reunion happens, <laughs> God damn. I want to watch that episode with you. Guys. <laughs> so you're gonna ask Tim to buy you tickets to the suits reunion? I assume it'll be what, like one of those. Remember these those things? It was like a one time event. Fathom events. Fathom events. Fathom events. Yeah, yeah. Fucking suits you at the wedding yesterday. Some at some point, someone was like, "Oh, what have you been watching?" And like four of the people at out of the sixteen said suits and i was like this is insane it, i think i don't even know if i told you this last week we were like sitting at the table and it was me mike and katie and katie's like have you, either of you guys watched suits and mike and i just like look at each other and we're like katie you like don't even know you just don't know what you I just love it, asked and this then we had to explain best. it to her she was a very unwilling participant she's I like think that i was just asking a question i don't know that i need care about <laughs> the nick lore attached to it perhaps maybe you guys are just reacting to the first time in your lives in this office where you're not in the know and i am yeah and that must That's be a difficult situation Supreme for you guys jealousy. to be mm-hmm. You guys, you too. Mm-hmm. i wish we could just be tastemakers a, like with, this with just a low low time commitment of approximately 730 hours of your yeah. life. Uh-huh. <laughs> you guys can also be on the suit train with me right now. I get it, dude. That dude, that shit is wild. I saw, I saw, I mean, obviously there's a, there's a bunch of conversations happening around suits right now. A lot, of, actually a few of them are very relevantly tied to the rioter strike that are happening. Um, but the one, of course, that kicked it all off is they were like, suits is officially the most successful um, show of its ilk i.e. a show that was old that got licensed i guess it's the most successful licensed show which is fucking bonkers it's crazy it's crazy billions that it beat of, billions like of views. friends in the office and things that have been on streaming for so long it's a it's a one of the articles that i, I read about it, i think it was on vulture was they were like here's the problem with suits or the problem with suits it's a, it's a headline that's very very clickbaity but what they were talking about was they were like hey they just don't make shows that are 22 episodes per season anymore yeah and we're running out of those shows like at a certain point, we're going to hit an, a, a, where most the majority of people have watched Friends three times all the way yeah. through. And now that's why Suits is so popular, because people are yearning for that stupid, just turn your brain off, fucking 22 episodes, what happened, who cares uh, uh, kind of television. And it's just well, people don't make it anymore. It's fucking crazy. They don't. End of an era. Peak TV is what they used to call it. Yeah. Now we're out of it. I, I don't know that a USA yeah. show has ever been called peak TV. <laughs> well, peak TV, it, just the term of like, oh. hey, there's the, the peak saturation of oh, how many shows are being made. I think Suits was like one of the last of its t- of its kind. Because they don't, I mean, do they make USA shows anymore? I assume maybe. Everything's reality. Is TV White Collar still on? I, White Collar, Rizzoli and Isles and <laughs> I don't think Grace and Frankie count in that, and then Franklin and Bash. It's all the like pairing names shows, right? They were all great. I, if fucking don't even don't get my hopes up, okay? If Franklin and Bash comes to to Netflix, I forgot you were. Really I'll lose my too. shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How many fucking seasons? Breckin Meyer and Mark Paul Gossler are fucking G's. They're incredible. I love them. Very I much. do like Breckin Meyer a lot. Oh yeah, I like Mark Breckin Paul Meyer. Gosler's fine. Why do you like Breck and Meyer? Name the one movie you like Breck and Meyer. Oh, it's not a movie. It's a TV show that literally I've never seen anybody else talk about. It's called Married to the Kellys. It was on for one season. Oh, no. It was a sitcom with this other girl named Keely something. I forget what her last name was. But <clears throat> they met as like a couple and they moved back to like her hometown in the Midwest. And it's about him like adjusting to like her family living next door and all this stuff. It was on for one season. And to this day, I've never had anybody else except for my mom that cared about it. Road trip. Was he in Road Trip? Rat Race? He was in Road Trip, yes. Was he also in Rat Race? He was also in Rat Race. Was he? I think uh, he's in Rat Race. I think he might have been in Rat Race. Yeah. I, I just know him because he was oh, a side. Road, road Trip's the one Tom Green, Road Trip's right? with yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom Green. Where yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, unleash the fury, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> unleash the fury. <laughs> that shit. 
fucking made me laugh so hard. Tiny salmon swimming in the stream. Tom Green. Can you? Man. Can we talk about Tom Green for a yeah, second? Yeah, dude. About Tom Green, dude. What the fuck? I love Tom. What? What a moment in time Tom Green was, dude. It'll never happen again. No, no. We will never won't. all collectively just feel like we fucking this love Tom Green. <laughs> the Bum Bum song, man. This is where we're at. But Tom Green oh, is still so damn good. I, I've talked about the show uh, in the last year or so, but there's there's the format of the the last one laughing or um, like Rooster Teeth did a version of it with uh, Elise yeah. and them. Yeah, you sit in the room. I forget the name well. of it, but it's like everyone's in a room and yeah, last laugh. Everyone's in a room and trying to make each other laugh. And if you laugh, you get you have to leave. And uh, then you're just trying to make everyone laugh. And it's like the cringiest shit possible because there's nothing more awkward than people not laughing at people trying to be funny. And it is just it becomes delusional insanity. Wouldn't know that feeling. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Bad. Now we're feeling it right now. God damn it. Audio listeners, uh, you can feel it right now. There's a, uh, there was a Canadian version of this show that happened. It's on Amazon Prime. And it was fucking phenomenal because the cast that they had were just all timers, man. They had uh, John La Jolla, I think is how you say his name. Um, who, yeah. oh, he was from, um, cool name, um, the fantasy football show, the league, the league. Yeah. Yeah. He's from the league. Um, it had, uh, Colin from, uh, whose line is it anyways? Oh, Colin mockery, mockery, uh, Carolyn Rhea, Rhea from, uh, Sabrina, the teenage witch and Hollywood squares and Hollywood squares and, uh, Tom Green. And what a banger! Can you cast. imagine? Awesome and, uh, and other people too yeah. that are amazing, and them trying to make each other laugh. And as you get down to like the final people, it was utterly insane. And seeing Tom Green slowly lose his mind and make others around him lose his mind, uh, y'all need to check this shit out. It was yeah. great. <laughs> Fucking Janina Gavankar was in the league. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, she dude. was the I like. That. I forget what they called her, but. Man, I gotta watch, I've never the, watched league. the league. The league's one of those shows where I, I should love this show, and I don't know why I never got into this. I think it was because I conflated it with like Always Sunny and Community and Parks and Rec and all those shows where I'm like, I, is I'm, it I'm, not like Always Sunny? That's always the vibe I've gotten I too. Feel like it. I mean, I've never watched it, but I just feel like it's one of those shows where I sh I should love it, and I just never got around to it. And I forgot all about it because I was a ten out of ten to me. That is cast, it? you put Paul Shear and like that crew, it's just. Perfect, I mean, it's man. Mark Duplass, Paul Shear, Nick Kroll, uh, Jonathan. Mark Duplass, also so good. Steve Renazizi, I didn't know he was in that. That's awesome. Janina, I mean, uh, and Jason Matsukas. But that's, oh, yeah. that's what we know Jason Matsukas from, right? That's like yeah. he got big. That motherfucker is so funny. That dude is so goddamn. His role in Dirty Grandpa too. might be my favorite thing anyone's ever done on film. I've never Period. seen Dirty Grandpa. Really? Yeah. I'm shocked. Really? Because that has yeah. Johnny Knoxville in it, right? Uh, no, that's bad. No, that's bad grandpa. Oh, never mind. Dirty Grandpa is Zac Efron and Robert uh, Robert De Niro. And Robert De Niro plays the most unbelievably un-PC character you've ever... To the point where you're like, how do they actually get away with some of the shit he says? In this movie, when they made it that time, which is only like 20... What is it? 2016. It's him taking his Dirty Grandpa on a road trip. And they go to Florida. What a weird cast. It is. Julian Huff? It is, <laughs> yes. It is one of the, it, it feels like a movie that was made in 2004. <gasps> it has Dermot Mulroney, which means I'll love it's it. It's got Aubrey Plaza. Oh, it's got, it's got a great cast, guys. And then Jason Matsukas plays this, like, um, I think he's, like, a, <clears throat> a, a, I want to say, like, a convenience store owner in Florida that also sells guns. 
he's one of the funniest. I, that was the first time I remember seeing him being like, this is the next level. This guy is fucking next level funny. What's uh, Aubrey Plaza's like plot in that? Oh, What's her what? Wait, we Aubrey have Plaza. talked about this. Yeah, Greg before. loved it. Greg thought it was the funniest fucking movie he's ever seen. But no, Kevin's on the morning show. We, it might have been Internet Explorers or something. Aubrey Plaza does something that's really inappropriate. I just don't remember what it is. Well, isn't it the whole time she's just trying to fuck Robert De Niro? Yeah, she's trying to fuck Robert De Niro. Yeah. And they uh, get really dirty. I think they end up banging in the movie. Yeah. It's great. It's, I love it's Aubrey Plaza. Movie. Man. Who doesn't? She's, she's one that, like, I worry about her sometimes. Like, I see the interviews and I'm like, are you doing okay? Yeah. Like, is I this think just, just a bit? I think it's I think just so. a bit. I don't know, man. I've seen a it's lot a of interviews. It's a good bit. I briefly <laughs> had an interaction with her at Comic-Con. <laughs> And it was it was just that same awkward Aubrey Plaza energy, and that was just what it was. Scary. Yeah. Oh, this is the second movie they've done together because they, she and Zac Efron were in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates too. Mm-hmm. With Anna Kendrick and Dave Franco. Can I tell you something? Random quick story yeah. about that. I met somebody recently. Uh huh. Oh my god. Who dated the guy that that story was based on? Really. It's based on and a like, guy? I'll tell you guys later who this is, but yeah. Interesting. Okay. Wild. I remember watching this movie thinking this is not my favorite of all the random Zac Efron comedy. It's movies. not. Yeah, it was fine. It's a fun group of people that I will watch do dumb things. Yeah. I, uh, oh, it's got a good cast though. That's right. Zac Efron and Adam Devine. Yeah. Adam good. Devine's in it too? Yeah, he's the, he's Mike of Mike oh, and Dave. Did I, is it not Dave Franco? No. no it's uh, Zac Efron and Adam Devine apparently. Yeah. Oh. And then this the girls that they I take are Anna Kendrick, Kendrick and Abby Plaza. Why did I always think it was Dave Franco? Because Dave Franco should be in everything. <laughs> yeah. Because we love Dave Franco, right? And I guess Still? they were both in Neighbors together. Zac Efron Zac Efron was with Dave Franco and Neighbors. Yeah, I think they were the um, the fraternity bros Bradford. next door. And then Seth Rogen. I don't know if I've there. ever seen the second one either. Uh, I have. It's got Chloe Grace Moretz as the as a sorority and it's hilarious mm. yeah. can i ask a question can i throw she something down sorority, just close on this table <laughs> yes go for it is ken marino the funniest human being to ever exist yes because <clears throat> I, I so arguably one of them. i legitimately don't think i've ever seen something where he shows up and it doesn't make it better immediately have, um, i how i don't know how you have that opinion but you've never watched the other two i gotta do it gotta because do it. it's so fucking good have you heard of the other two nick uh, yes, I have, and I've been meaning to watch it. It's so good. Give the pitch, Joe. So it's uh, these two siblings who are actors and that I don't know other than this. Um, and their little brother essentially blows up into like a Justin like Bieber-esque Bieber, yeah. thing. So it's about them both independently trying to break into the industry, kind of on the coattails of their younger brother. I love and it. then their mom plays like the ultimate showbiz mom, and it's Molly Shannon. Awesome. So and then Ken Marino plays the younger brother's agent who like gets roped in with like all the family stuff. It is some of the funniest writing of life. Yeah. Helen York, Andrew Tarver are the ones Josh Segara is in it. He plays the on again, off again, boyfriend of the sister. Like it's a 10 out of 10 cast. And like they're the commentary that they have on like entertainment stuff is really, really good, especially in the third season where it's just like, how did you like, perfectly predict the way that some of these like conversations go about different stuff in the industry. It is so good. I'm so bummed that it's over now. <clears throat> it's just three seasons. Was it done done though? Or is it like I got cut off? So uh, it, it definitely has a done done ending for sure, 
But also, as soon as they announced that this was the last season, uh, it came out that like all of like the shitty, like essentially all the commentary they make in it about the industry being shitty is like essentially what the two head writers were doing on the production oh, of the yeah. show. Oh, bummer. So it's like, oh, it got a little too meta on this one. Uh, Maybe that was their plan the whole time. It could have been. But the ending of the show wraps up in a like really nice way. So like I'm not, I'm mad that it's over because we only get so much of it. But it is 100% worth watching. I I have that queued up. I need to watch that. Um, Dee is not into it. She's like, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But I I want that. Right right now we're waiting for a winning time to queue up. Mm -hmm. We've got two episodes so far. I think we're going to get to three and then she'll let me watch it. Yeah. It'll be great. I'm trying to think of. Ken what Marino. Else is Ken Marino in beside Party Down. I, I want to say he was in something with um was he in Role Models? He was in something with what's her name from Role Models where she's like oh, damn it. I first saw him in a Burning Love, which is a bachelor parody show with Paul Sheeran. Oh, that's right. I'm just the same cast as Party Down. Yeah. And then recently watched all Party Down and that show is phenomenal. He was in What Had America Oh, she's saying Jenna saying Vienna. Yes. By Billy Joel. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Dang. Yeah, Bangers. I was unfamiliar. You were unfamiliar? First time I ever heard that song. Do you not listen to Billy Joel? Mm-mm. I guess I kind of get it. It's not really yeah. like to music. Yeah. But it's yeah. a banger. No disrespect to the band? The boss? No? <laughs> no, that's Springfield. I don't yeah. know which one. Uh. Aren't there multiple Springfields? Oh, wait, wait, Bob Dylan? We're talking about He's Bruce Springsteen? Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen is the boss, yeah. Rick Springfield. No nickname. Rick Springfield, I don't. I'm not no, too, no, super familiar. Rick <laughs> Astley. Rick Ashley is Astley. Astley gets that's when you get Rick rolled. I remember him from Role Models with Jane Lynch. They have funny scenes together. Oh, Jane Lynch and him are in party down. Hilarious. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I'm always fascinated by that. I was watching like the um, background of how everyone's interconnected. Well, just like just like how a director or producer group will work with the talent, the team, right? <laughs> and then they'll continue to work with them throughout the years, which makes sense, right? You obviously want to work with people that you know and like that you rapport. vibe with. You got a rapport with, you know, you get the second hand and all that stuff. But it's like, it's very weird. I was watching, um, my wife and I like to watch really, really weird, like dumb 90s movies on, like, Sunday, we call them Sunday movies. And Chain Reaction, starring I'm- Keanu Reeves and Morgan Freeman and Rachel Weisz popped up on net on uh, i have HBO no caught this is the second uh keanu movie that's been brought up today that i have literally never heard of he did speed and then i think the next movie he did right after that was chain reaction and it is a fucking oh this straight poster up looks like vaguely familiar 1990s action movie and i'm watching this and you ever watch it you go wow this reminds me a lot of another movie because the, the soundtrack's the same and the style's yeah. the same. I was like, God, this really reminds me of The Fugitive. And I looked it up and the guy that did this did The Fugitive. Oh, I love And he music. worked with like, there's a bunch of actors that are in this, that are in The Fugitive, including the guy from Scrubs that, that plays the cop in The Fugitive who's like, he's like, what, oh. don't get on the BART train or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And then they made fun of him in Scrubs. They're like, are you that guy? He's that guy in this movie. Oh my God. He's a state trooper. It's weird. I'm just fascinated by that. The like the six degrees of separation of all the films and like television yeah. work together. I think it's really cool. The tagline of uh, chain reaction was just reaction time. And then the date. That says everything you need to know about that yeah. movie. Tim, if I, ha- if I asked you, mm. what do you think chain reaction is about? Hackers trying to hack into the government. Close. Is it about a bomb? Close. It's about, it's about Aliens? A, uh, hydrogen energy. That they make into a bomb. Oh. Wow. Like by accident. Or on purpose. You'll see. Chain reaction. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you believe that Keanu Reeves plays a, a, a physicist in this? In this, Like a structural... I think he's like an engineer physicist guy. Huh. Yeah. That seems like maybe a stretch. It is it was a little bit of a stretch. 
<laughs> but he nails it because he's Keanu and he's beautiful. But no one cares. No, it's care. like, meh, are we really like testing any of the science in this movie? Uh, no, not at all. But it's a very fascinating concept. And I, it, I, I'm a sucker for like the mid 90s action movie, like Enemy of the State, The Fugitive, Chain Reaction, those types of dumb US shit movies Marshals. where it's like, you, oh, yeah. Apparently, um, two of the characters in Chain Reaction are supposed to be like very similar characters to Tommy Lee Jones and like his sidekick character, Joe Pentaleano character. Yeah. That are in The Fugitive because he like modeled them after each other. Just stupid shit like that. Just, you didn't want to make just a whole universe, make them all interconnected? Well, I mean, you know, it might be for all we know. I never really got past. I think I watched U.S. Marshals once and I was like, yep, that's enough for me. Not as good as The Fugitive, but. No. Dr. Richard Kimball. <sighs> I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. The one-armed man. So badass. Are you guys watching uh, Only Murders in the Building? You know, I never got into it, man. I know there's like a, I know it's so popular that it's got an acronym now. Only murders in the building. I mean, yeah. Okay. O M I T B. Uh huh. O M I T B. Yes. O M I T B. Are you into this? Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's not the best thing I've ever seen, but it's like super entertaining week to week. And like the amount of twists and shit that they have, it's like silly. It knows what it is. And the guests are phenomenal. And at this point, yeah. they're not even guests. They're just the cast of the show is insane yeah in season three we're two episodes in or, yeah two episodes in three is happening this week and uh the plot of this season is fucking fantastic it's, and paul rudd's in it oh uh, paul rudd is just, come on paul rudd is just like sea salt mm -hmm. you put him on everything it makes it better yeah i really or i watched season one and i was like this is fine and then i never got into it after that which is a bummer because i love martin short and steve martin and so i thought i was really gonna love this and it just like didn't quite hit yeah. yeah, I could give it another shot. They really up the ante in season two and even more in season three, where yeah. I feel like they just lean into like, let's just do the fun stuff. It's true. I think I also at that point was getting kind of burnt out on true crime stuff. And mm -hmm. even though it's not true crime, but it's just talking a lot about it. And I'm like, I could use it. I mean, speaking of that, I will say it's nowhere near as good as After Party, which I'm still I'm behind on After Party. I'm behind on Righteous Gemstones. And it's really upsetting. You got to get into After Party, Nick. It's the, I'm surprised that Nick just, hasn't liked. You know, it. it's funny. It's just I I just watched the first episode. I was like, I don't I don't like the vibe of it. I think That's it was so like I think I, and I normally like Tiffany Haddish, but she just mm -hmm. kind of threw me off in it. I was like, ah, she's like my least favorite. Like she's my least favorite thing too. However, <laughs> this season, last week was her episode, mm -hmm. and it, it kind of turned me around because it was an erotic thriller. Oh. That's and and like right we when we were that. talking about it, we yeah, have talked a lot about erotic thrillers but, in the last so few weeks. For people that don't know what After Party is, um, we're on season two now. But season one was essentially like a twenty-year high school reunion uh, of, or it might have been fifteen people going back to um, the the reunion, and then there's an after party where they go to uh, the one kid who got super famous, a Justin Bieber type level of fame, mm -hmm. uh, who is um, Dave Franco. And what's his name in the show? It's Xavier. Something? Oh, that's Xavier. Great. Yeah. That's a and uh, he gets murdered um, at the after party. And then um, the entire season is trying to figure out who murdered him. But uh, it's, it's Tiffany Haddish. Haddish. She comes in as the cop that's trying to like get to the bottom of it. But uh, she, every episode's her interrogating a different party member and a party guest. And um, they tell their version of the story of that night, but every episode is in the different in a different genre. Mm -hmm. So like one will be like a Fast and Furious style action movie, and then one will be like a musical, and one will be like, like film noir, David yeah. Fincher, and like they're having so much fun with it. And the cast is just like all the comedians in, in yeah. modern uh, TV now, and it, it's it's great. And season two has like Anna Conkle from Pen Fifteen. I started rewatching Pen Fifteen. I was like, this show is so good, and I'm so bummed we didn't get as much of it as we needed. Yeah.
Yeah. Uh, Paul Walter Hauser. Is yeah. That his, Stingray the right from Cobra Kai. Killing the game. So good. That guy's done a lot of great work lately. Mm-hmm. And Blackbird, also so good. Oh, Brandon. I went through a, I'm, I've gone on a weird rabbit hole. Sorry for that. Kind of non sequitur. I've never been into this before, and I'm shocked. Shocked by this admission. Black Mirror has me. I really liked this new season, Dude, and that is an unpopular opinion. Is wild. Why are I people not my, liking? I it? think it's my favorite out of the American seasons by far. I I watched because I was you know I'm a big um, Josh Hartnett fan. <gasps> me too. Remember He's good Josh in this Hartnett. one. He's coming back, Tim. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. You guys are okay. heartbreakers. Fuck <laughs> yeah, I'm a heartbreaker. I haven't watched bro. Forty Days and Forty Nights in a long time. I've never. Seen I just watched. I made oh, Danielle watch like Lucky Number Seven. What? I mean, Danielle watched Lucky Hell Number yeah. 11. The other day. Is it good? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I remember really it's, like it in 2007. It's, a, it's the epitome of 2007. Mm-hmm. You know, it's every, every, you'll watch that and be like, yeah, this is a, this is an early 2000s movie. Um, but no, Josh Hartnett's in an episode of Black Mirror that's with, with Aaron Paul and uh, Kate Mara. And it's really fucked up. Yeah. And I, I, I watched that and then I was like, oh, you know, I just autoplayed the next one. I was like, eh. And then I watched the entirety of the next one with Ozzy Beats really fucking yeah this i think why a lot of people don't like this season is because it's a little bit light on the technology stuff overall and it feels much more like creep show trilogy of terror like all of those like horror kind of like more creaturey anthologies which i grew up watching and i love so i think they're really fun but i understand why people it's not what people i think are accustomed to watching in black mirror i totally i totally i totally understand that that's probably why i love it i think so too because it's very 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 genre it's all horror it's like basically mid-80s horror or like Mm -hmm. horror sci-fi vibe to it and it's really really cool um i want to keep talking about this but i do want to take a quick break to tell you guys about our sponsors this episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Y'all know how much I love to stay hydrated and Liquid IV makes it easier and better than ever to ensure that I'm always living my best, most hydrated life. And you can too. Liquid IV, the number one powered hydration brand in America, is now available in sugar-free with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone, and you can keep your daily routine exciting with three new flavors white peach green grape and lemon lime let me tell you the white peach is good it's real good we hear it kind of funny swear by this stuff one stick of liquid iv in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone real people real flavor real hydrating now sugar-free grab your liquid iv hydration multiplayer sugar-free in bulk nationwide at costco or get 20 percent off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code kind of funny at checkout that's 20 percent off anything you order when you use promo code kind of funny at liquidiv.com yeah watch that watch the one with Ozzy beats and then i and then i started the next one which is like a 1970s rosemary baby horror it's really and fun. i'm like god this is so good yeah like, you've never oh. been a black mirror i've seen a handful guy. of episodes and i've loved them all okay i just didn't. probably watch like the greatest hits cuts yeah 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 the fine white bear the dj one hang the dj hang that the one's DJ. fucked up yeah Really liked it, though. I don't know. That was like the eighties, like one with the two girls. I think. Might Great show though. Them. Fucking yeah. fantastic Fun stuff. Show. I want to. I want to segue back. Please do. Uh-huh. I want to take it back because I do want to. I do want to ask you the question. Uh-huh. The most important question that'll that's on everyone's lips right now. Uh-huh. What's the deal with Taylor Swift? <laughs> I'm so glad we're circling back to this. What? I felt like she wasn't getting enough time in our earlier conversation. What's the deal with Taylor Swift? Yeah. 
In your own Wait. words, explain to me why I should love Taylor Swift. And Here's... I want to I want to preface this by saying I don't dislike Taylor Swift. Yeah. I've bangers. I get it. I yeah. understand it. Very good pop music. But there is a cult of personality around Taylor Swift. Yeah. That is like to put it in context, I just watched the Wham documentary. Okay. And Danielle, we were watching it, and I was like, oh, man, George Michael had a lot of hits. And she goes, you know, he was a really big star in the 80s. And I was like, yeah, I, rem- I mean, I remember, like, you know, Faith and... You Technically, know, the, the first concert figure. I ever went to, my mom was super pregnant. Pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But then she goes, yeah, he was on the level with Madonna and Michael Jackson and, like, Janet as, like, an icon of the 80s. And I was like, no way. No freaking way. And then I started looking through his anthology. I was like, oh, yeah, he probably was. Yeah. Last person. Who is, 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 Taylor Swift's like beyond that, though. Yeah. It, she's, I mean, it's like nuts right now. Like, this is the biggest, obviously, Taylor Swift has ever been as long as I've been listening to her, which is like back. I don't think I really listened to her debut that much. I knew like the Tim McGraw song she did. I didn't start listening until Fearless. But it's, I think it, it's a couple different things. It's, that she's had, she put out three albums during the pandemic and she had four albums that she hadn't toured for. So it's, that's a lot of time. It's a mega tour. Yeah. So this was Loverfest that got canceled. That was supposed to happen like early, maybe like summer 2020. And then she put out Evermore and Folklore during the pandemic. And then Midnight's was at the end of last year. And she hadn't toured for any of those. So that's the, she had, which out of her 10 album discography is like a significant amount that she'd never toured for. So there's that. Then she did the genius thing of calling it the Eras Tour and playing songs from every single album, which is incredible. Like, I feel like this is really early in a in her career to do something like this. I feel like you don't normally get like a greatest hits kind of tour. This is a dumb ever. question because I've only ever been to a handful of concerts. Yeah, don't they always play the greatest hits? Some I don't think to like, this. Wouldn't degree, her set list be like all of the bangers? Usually it's all, or usually you're touring a new album. Yeah, like normally you're you're promoting an album, so it's like it, it like Jay Z will do his tours, and yeah. it'll be like, oh, it's the four 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 tour, or it's like the like when uh, the twenty twenty experience dropped with Justin Timberlake. Suit and tie tour, or whatever suit and tie tour. Where yeah. It's like they focus on that. They do a handful of hits, the but bangers. like, the but Taylor Swift is playing the album forty four of her greatest hits in a three and a half hour concert by herself. Like she's an opener that I usually two openers that don't count for the hour before that. Not want to but be her opener. three and a half hours, and she's a. I don't know. Maybe Kevin can pull up like the uh, look a uh, picture of the stage. The stage is bomb. No, don't pull up the picture of the stage. Can you pull up all the angles of people being like, we finally figured out how she dives into the stage and what's oh, down yeah, there. Oh yeah, that one's incredible. That oh yeah, it's fucking wild. Um, because she's light. like up and down all the stuff like. There are like some like almost like flight pathy kind of things about like how she moves around the stage and she's fucking like all over that place. It's bonkers. And she's singing. I'm like, how do you your workout routine must be insane to have the stamina to do this three nights a week for six months. Somebody like, somebody just it's goes massive. She, here's what happens. Here's how this conversation goes. Taylor goes, I'm really tired today. And someone goes, if you go on that stage and sing for three hours, you'll make $400 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she goes, well, okay, dude, fuck it, I'll do it. That's that's the wildest thing is like all the, the headlines and stats coming out about this tour and what it's doing where it's like, I saw uh, there was three different things I want to bring in, four different things I want to bring in. Give it to me, to. Tim. One is, and this is all just about the, the Santa Clara show, which is the one closest yeah. to us, the one that Joey went to. Mm-hmm. So apparently it boomed the economy of Santa Clara to the tune of $33 million. Just for her being in the area, it made the city just explode with money coming out of everyone's yeah. wazoo. All right. No, the, the, whoa. 
It made I don't know what that was. I don't remember which city it was, but one city on our tour made equal amounts of money for Taylor Swift being in town as they did when they hosted the Super Bowl. Which is, so, and that's the thing, she's doing this in everywhere. So she's yeah. just bringing that level of, of interest everywhere she goes. The people were so loud and jumpy that it caused Seattle. the Richter scale. Created a so seismic event. It created a seismic event like That's an so earthquake. Cool. That is so fucking, fucking cool. insane. And I'm looking here right now. Arizona State University will offer a new course this fall titled Psychology of Taylor Swift, Advanced Topics of Social Psychology. The course teaches advanced topics in social psychology that's featured in Swift's work, life, and fans, including romantic relationships, fiction, escapism, revenge, and social development. We're just hitting a new era of like, this is wild. Like, this is no longer just, oh, it's music. It's like, well, that's, this is power, man. <laughs> that's what's so crazy. I mean, you were mentioning her, the keys to her success. I think you had one, one or two more. Oh, there. I mean, there's so many different things. First of all, like, uh, I don't necessarily know that you need to care about Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. It's not that. I'm just, yeah. I mean, you know, I have a morbid fascination totally. with people who are this popular, you know? Yeah. And I think part of it for me stems with from that normal ebb and flow of seeing someone rise and then not necessarily wanting to see them fall because I never want to see anyone fall. I'm not, I'm, yeah. I, I don't really buy into that. I'm actually more fascinated when people don't have the fall. I'm more fascinated. I mean, she and had I, a big fall. Like, she got a lot of, like, bad, bad publicity from all of the Kanye West stuff when he interrupted her at the VMAs. And she was, like, that was for, like, her second or her third album. She was really baby when that happened. Yeah. When she went for album of the year and Kanye interrupted her and saying that it should have gone to Beyonce and stuff like that. But then Kim Kardashian leaked the voice memos of her being in the Kanye. Like, there was all this stuff where, like, before Reputation came out, like, she went dark for, like, nine months which is unheard of because she's like before that she was like very like chronically online and left easter eggs and she, i mean she still does all of that stuff in lyrics and videos and like <clears throat> puts together all of these like uh arg kind of experiences for her fans to put together but she there was a really or there was a chunk of time where it was really popular to not like taylor swift because oh i'm sure like, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> that there's a, quite a yeah. few people out there that still are trying to make that a thing who are not, she not only ever writes her, so. about her ex-boyfriends, blah, blah, all that bullshit. I'm not, and, and again, I want to be clear, I'm not, in no way, shape, or oh, form no. buying into that ideology. I'm just fascinated by someone that, that, anytime someone has success on this level, I just think it's so cool because, A, it very rarely happens. Once in a generation, well, I guess twi two, two or three times we got, yeah. <laughs> because Beyonce is fucking huge too. Yeah. Um, there's uh, a few, few other people that are still on that level, but I'm just fascinated when someone doesn't, doesn't fall prey to the pitfalls of that level of fame. Yeah. Namely drugs, alcohol, uh, just self-destructive behavior to deal with the sheer pressure that this woman must be dealing with on a fucking daily basis. I can't imagine what it's, it's like to crazy. Swift. Crazy. We were talking about it on our drive to and from the concert of just like, where do you think, like, what do you think the logistics are for Taylor? Like staying in a hotel. You can't, you have to run the whole fucking thing out. Yeah. Like, like there's no way. And like you, I, like Taylor hasn't been able to fly commercially ever no. or in a very long time. And it's just like, what do all of those logistics look like and security and stuff like that to keep somebody that has such mega stardom safe? Like how, like people are talking, maybe it wasn't Santa Clara. It might've been Seattle or one of the more like downtowny concerts where they had like her security had snipers on buildings, like waiting in case anything happened. And it's just like, that blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. I, I saw a tweet um, that like cracked me up where it was like at one of her concerts, sold out, just like all of them are. 
in, I think it was SoFi Stadium, which is absolutely massive. We were there for WrestleMania. I have never been in a building that felt that way. Yeah. Like the, the scale of it all is just, it's, you feel like you're at E3. You feel like you're in a convention center. Yeah. Like, but maybe even bigger. I don't even know. It was insane. And um, just there was people everywhere jumping around. It was like every single seat filled. And the TikTok was just like, all right, I get this many people want to be here for Taylor Swift, <laughs> but like you're telling me that this many people care about football? <laughs> which <laughs> is just hella funny to me so That's funny. Really funny. um but it's just like i it's it's so wild the scale of it all where like i, I want to like i have the same question nick does but from a different perspective yeah. where i am a taylor swift you're a 1989 boy I, i'm definitely a 1989 boy I, I i would not call myself a swifty i've been to a taylor swift concert mm -hmm. not this one if it was easier to get tickets i would have went yeah i wasn't about this to go through the struggle you would have appreciated this on a different level because 100%. of all the production and i feel like you would have yeah. too the, oh yeah they and, went and all I've out the stage the whole stage is led it's, it's fucking an, bonk. and they Absolutely ride incredible. bikes on it at one point and they leave like trails and i'm just like wow how do you do this it's, well, and there's so few people People that are doing it on that level drake is one of them though yeah. like i've always been so wowed by the production of drake's concerts and stuff but back to, to t swift here like you know she came up and had the the earlier moments and had big hits like a lot of her contemporaries and like mm -hmm. other artists around her but then she just kept going, going. and yeah. and it's interesting where it's like she reinvented herself a couple times and like you know it went from like pretty country pop into now more straight up pop and then there's the folky stuff and there's everything in, in between kind of and like hits along the way throughout the entire time controversies drama political landscapes shifting in the way that we've all seen in the last 15 years and how yeah. she dealt with that and and all of it right and her kind of like coming to grips with who she is versus who she wants to be versus who she's becoming all of that stuff and what responsibility she has at all of those different levels it's wild right yeah. but the level of dedication and I, I say this as a huge music fan like, and i get it there are artists that like i i listen to the music and i care about the the intricacies and the easter eggs and notes and like you know it's not true anymore but like kanye used to be that for me where it's like the albums coming out was such a big deal there was yeah. like so much intricacies and i got it there was like every single thing had thought put into it to create something bigger than just the music with taylor i listen to this stuff and i don't get it i don't i, I don't I don't, yeah. I can't speak the language that clearly so many motherfuckers can. Yeah. And it, it just, it, I'm so impressed with it that like, you know, I can listen to a lot of the songs and be like, I love this shit. But like, I guess maybe it's a, a lack of knowledge of the romantic side of things. And like, I couldn't tell you the men that he, she's dated. Like, yeah. I just couldn't. It's like, I, I can take a couple of Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. I mean, there's. The I know a handful. Yeah. yeah. Or not. The Jonas Brothers. Like, all of them? <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. No. Batting I can't, around the base. I can't remember which Jonas brother it was, to be honest. It, it wasn't might have been, Nick, I think it was right? Joe. Yeah, I was going to say, because Nick's married to... Priyanka. Priyanka. It's Joe. And, it's definitely Joe, because it's uh, him and Sophie Turner. Right. But yeah. she has a line about how, like, now I buy your baby's presents and stuff like that. And, like, you can tell which people she's, like, still cool with and which ones... She doesn't talk about anymore. Absolutely. Calvin Harris, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Harry Styles. Calvin Harris, man. Yeah. Joe Jonas, Harry Styles, Harry Styles, John Mayer. Yeah. So not Here's knowing them. that stuff, I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of the context and like the, the shade and the lines or not yeah. even shade, but just storytelling of it all. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm so impressed with the friendship bracelets and the, the secret songs where like, explain this. This, so I think she's always done stuff like this. If you watch any of like her tour stuff that's on Netflix or Disney Plus, she talks about, well, it might have been on the 1989 tour, 
um, where she started asking guests to come to every show. And it wasn't until she got Mick Jagger. Like, she just texted Mick Jagger. Uh, and he said yes. And he came out and they sang Satisfaction. That, like, everybody on her list was like, yeah, I'll come in. Da, 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 da. John Legend's at the show. Do you want to do a song with me? And I feel like having those surprises that you know are coming but you don't know what's coming keeps people engaged on a different level like if taylor swift didn't have surprise songs you can only watch the same concert the same amount of or a number of times before you're like i've seen what i need to see before i see it myself but having two surprise songs every night <clears throat> that are not on the set list that like she makes rules for like i'll only repeat it if i mess it up um people have like way more like investment sure. into what's going to play like but wait i i have a question here so i i didn't understand that it's so the special guest comes because i remember one time she had j-lo come out they did jenny from the block yeah that's fucking as awesome. i recall it was at, like every show for 1989 someone feel free to oh yeah that's right yeah. i i was at for it was it was a right little little mix it's a weird out. it's there's she so many random people i think wiz khalifa was at one but so what's the difference between special guests and the secret songs so special guests was for the 1989 tour that's totally separate secret songs are for the eras tour and so she has like a a set towards the end where she'll play two songs that are not on the set list from her entire discography sick okay and so people from the beginning were keeping track of like oh she played mirrorball night one that means that it's off and people are like have all of this interest they're like devastated when your song gets played before bah, your concert that and stuff sucks. Like that. That's it's tough. crazy and like it's wild the amount of tiktok lives that are just like happening every like friday saturday night sunday mm -hmm. night waiting to see what the secret songs are and like it's always so me cool. it's chloe it's tina that are like no <laughs> this is the song we missed out on and then people are like ranking like oh based on the pairings these are like my favorite secret song pairings and like who got the best night and stuff like that but it's just a way of engaging your audience and keeping them engaged in a show that like with 44 songs they're all bangers like you're gonna hear a lot of your favorite songs in that rotation but then yeah. there's always like the deep cut so it was interesting because uh, uh me and g were talking about this like i guess a week ago and we were trying to see like all right when did taylor come into our lives because she wasn't there from the beginning yeah so we went on wikipedia and we went through her 10 albums mm -hmm. Uh, and ten albums plus the re-record, plus all the which stuff. is another thing that right, she had a bunch of re-records, right, or something like that. And Sick. a bunch of those have come out in between her touring too. Wait, what was the? So she she lost rights to like the records, right? So she so said, "Fuck she, it, I'm just gonna record them again." Yeah, she was originally signed with I think it was Big Red Machine. Yeah, and they sold her masters, and this ties into like a lot of the other stuff. The rumor is is that she was best friends, or she was best friends with Carly Kloss, Victoria's Secret angel. Uh, Carly Kloss managed really close friends with Scooter Braun, who Taylor hates. I honestly don't remember why, uh, what the like initial beef was. Uh, I think it has to do with the Kanye stuff. I just don't remember what the details are. But the rumor is, is that Carly gave Scooter Braun a heads up that Taylor's masters were going up for sale. They wouldn't let Taylor buy them for whatever reason. And Scooter bought them with investment money from Jared Kushner, Carly Kloss's husband's like investment firm or whatever. Uh, and that's why she and Carly are no longer friends. Cause she was like, there's another line in a song that's like, thought you were my sister and you're the one that like stabbed, like betrayed yeah. the hardest of anybody else. So that's why. <clears throat> so now she, Kelly Clarkson tweeted her and she was like, Hey, like I, if you re-recorded your songs as new masters, like, I think people would be really excited to like hear your new take on these older songs. Can you fucking imagine? Yeah. My girl KC baby. Can you yeah. fucking imagine? So then she's been doing it. 
I love Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson calls you and is like, you should just do this. And you go, wait a minute. I'm so fucking popular. I can just re-record my old songs and everyone will be like, fuck yeah, we'll listen to it again. Because with those re-records, that's insane. she has guests on people and she includes vault songs. So these are like either long rumored songs that we've never heard, like the all too well 10 minute version we've known about forever, but no one's ever heard it. And she releases it and it's as good as everyone thought it would be. Makes no sense. I love it. I, I really did, but so I was going. I was going through on Wikipedia the albums, yeah. and it's like they, they'll say like the singles from the album, and we're just trying to see like how many of these without hearing, just looking at the name, are we like we definitely know what they are? Yeah. And I was surprised at how few I knew. Oh, that's interesting. In the in the early days, especially there's a couple was like oh, uh, yeah, like, drops on my guitar into McGraw like I didn't the first even, I, two. See, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet, right? Love story. L- love story. That's what it was. I was a love story. Oh, cool, cool. I know that one. And it was like kind of just like oh I know this one I know this one and then once it hit probably red I think Wait, so is that the one about, with the, about her I knew your trouble the yeah. hits or the uh, the albums that were the singles from the albums singles okay no, so like if you go on Wikipedia and then just like click go down discography click on each album and it'll say like what the singles were okay I'll look at this and then yeah it was like it was around uh, they like you belong with me cool and then which was before yeah. right red. You Belong With Me was Speak Now? Yeah. You Belong That sounds with right. Me, 2009. But then, then it was like 1980, from 1989 Fearless. and Reputation, it was just like, oh my God, every single one. Bangers, bangers, bangers. Pop ass bangers. But then we got to the newer ones and I was like, I know Lover. And I know that's pretty much it. Folklore and Evermore, I will say, this is like where Greg and I really differ on our Taylor Swift takes. Oh, right. He loves those pandemic albums because they're way more folky. Those are not, those are ranked probably at the bottom for me. The more I listen to them, the more I like them, which is like inevitably what happens with Taylor Swift. Like, because I remember being at Trivia at Jackalope when she dropped the uh, Look What You Made Me Do single. And I remember it was like part of the music round. And we were, I was like, this is not my Taylor Swift. Like, this is a totally different take. And I remember really not liking that album or Lover that much. But like, they've come to be like two of my like favorites at this point. So you just kind of have, you adjust, you yeah. get used to it. But so we've been going back from the beginning and listening mm-hmm. to her albums front like from the oh. front to back one after another self-titled a little rough it's interesting it's yeah. so country it's so much more country than i expected i i knew that there was that she was country adjacent but i was like yeah. oh no is she is her country? first album yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's got tim a song called tim mcgraw yeah that's, that's pretty that was great seo yeah, yeah. <laughs> real smart <laughs> that's awesome, real man. smart so the only 1989 is coming out taylor's version in october yeah. which i'm very excited about but then she has two left right which is her self-titled and reputation. I saw people like, she's taking back her name and yeah. reputation. I'm like, y'all are putting so <laughs> much thought into this and I love it. Well, and there's stuff too, like that people have like, there's all the theories. She's the queen of people speculating about things, but it, she has so many outfits in this tour. There's something like, I think 50, maybe not 54. Maybe there's 54 combinations that have happened, but she has at least like two, or she has at least three outfits i think for every era except for reputation where she only has one it's like this cool like one-legged bodysuit thing but it's like oh why does she only have one for reputation it's like oh well like no matter what she changed about herself no one's ever her reputation's never going to change and stuff like that it's like damn y'all think about this like so hard that i don't i don't necessarily think about it this hard but i appreciate that y'all put this on tiktok so i can in reality (laughs) she had like three and two of them just got lost (laughs) and she's like what's wrong with these ones for now that's like the weird logistics part that i'm really interested in that i've been watching videos about about because she travels she's three different stages that get sent all around 
because they can't move them fast enough, essentially. Yeah, I mean, that's got to take, like, a week to put up. Yeah, plus, yeah, doing them all over. But it was interesting to see somebody who works in logistics talk about her international dates, about, like, oh, well, the first stage is going to get sent here, and then that can travel by car this place, and the third stage is getting sent there because of customs and, like, all of this stuff. I was like, damn, like... There are some logistics to this well, that just seem mind-blowing. Yeah, think about hard. it, right? Because yeah. you're in, if you're in America, you can pretty much bus and truck, like, you can do a bus and truck tour pretty much yeah. anywhere you want and just plot that out. But if you're going into Europe, yeah, you're you're crossing customs lines. She's like, going to Australia. She's doing Europe. She's doing South America. That's crazy. So she, that's she's doing three, Asia. She has tour dates all the way through the end of next summer. That's essentially three separate tours. Oh, because yeah. You have to have three separate companies managing all of that, mm-hmm. like, that's fucking and crazy. And these ha- sets include like a full on like house thing that's <laughs> that they built three of. Well, I mean, think about crazy. it. Like if you, this is what I always kind of come back to. I'm like, you're doing SoFi Stadium or you're doing a, like, what is it? Shit, six nights. 40,000. How many people are in that stadium? 70. 70,000 people. The average. Is that it? I feel like it's more than that. Let's take a look. I think 70 is the tickets that they sold. Oh, they have gotcha. That, like, oh, there's, there's seats that you can't do behind it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like 105K capacity at that yeah. place. Yeah, and that makes sense if like a quarter of them you can't use. Yeah. It's, uh, so if capacity reaches astonishing 70,000 but can be expanded to accommodate over 100,000 spectators there we go. for special events. So let's just assume she's somewhere around the, if it's 70,000 for like a concert, we'll just assume she's somewhere around We'll just say 70,000 for the sake of argument. 70,000 seats and she sells out six shows in a row. Not to mention. And what's the average? What's the average? I'm not talking like I want to be able to get sweat off of Taylor's face. Yeah. What's the average like normal person ticket price? So we were in the lower bowl and we had a side like obstructed view and we paid $330 a ticket, which is pretty good, especially considering resale prices. That is wild. So. 330 was retail. Yeah. Wow. So 330 times, you imagine, yeah, we'll just say 70,000. <laughs> just a casual just, 70K say it. per Is show. $23 million per show. Now, and that's granted, not including the fucking crazy ass lines for merch. So you're gotta, you yeah. probably have to imagine it's, it's probably some merch she's got to make what? 10 mil per show price. People like line up for hours outside who don't even have tickets for their they show just want the merch. to get merch. Yeah. Especially the fucking blue crew neck hoodie. Let's just be nice and say you're making $30 million per show. And granted, a lot of that obviously goes toward your crew. A lot of it goes toward the stadium rental, which you have to pay yeah. the whole, all that stuff. That's probably millions of dollars right there. But man, she's got to be like, every, every one of those shows, she's got to be clearing 10 mil on She made easy. enough money to give her entire staff, I think the number is $50 million in bonuses at the end of this That's first leg. Crazy. She gave each Nuts. one of the like 50, I think it was 50 to 100 truckers, a bonus of 100 grand with like handwritten letters that That's her dad delivered. Fucking badass. It's fucking bad. She's fucking bad at the moment. People give her like so much shit about like, oh, everything, every possible <laughs> thing. But it's like, I don't know how many other artists are like doing stuff like that. Uh, I mean, you'd hope that at that level, all of them are, but it sounds like, look, uh, when you're on this level, you got to take care of your people. You should always take care of your people first off. But second off, you got to make sure if if shit's running seamless on a production level this big, dude, I mean, you're you're building all of this on the backs of all the other hard work. So that's pretty fucking cool. But this is like a monumental thing. This is probably the biggest tour. I think it is. There's also rumored to be more dates that are coming afterwards. It's wild. Because she had to compete with Harry Styles. And uh, 
Beyonce. Yeah, I was going to say Beyonce's on tour. So that's why they've had to like extend and go back and com come around. Do you think that Beyonce on some level is just like challenge accepted? I'll make my shit even bigger. Um, Because her tour is not, is not, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not as big as Taylor's. It's right? not as big as Taylor's, but people are still like turning the fuck it's up It's different for it. too. Because th this being the eras, this being this big moment for Taylor, it's different. Whereas Beyonce right now is just kind of just touring an album. It's yeah. just, it's, uh, I feel like a little less... Less of a event. It is. It's fucking Beyonce, and she's. It's always yeah. It's always going to be a thing. But like, it, when you talk about concerts, there's levels to it where it's like cool. It, there's clubs, there's arenas, there's stadiums, oh, there's theaters, like all this stuff. Yeah. But like to be selling Dude. out the fucking giant arenas like that is, or well, I guess stadiums, stadiums like yeah. that's insane. Beyonce had my favorite fucking set I've ever seen in my life, which was the Monolith. Do you remember this? Oh yeah. Let me see. The, it was like a, it's like a fifty foot LED model. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just a massive cube that they stuck in the middle, and it acted as a as a an actual LED screen, but it like did shit, and there was like doors in it, and I was like, this is like oh. a rival. Is that the oh, same one so that they used cool. for the Jay Z and Justin? Mm, I don't know. I I didn't go to that one. Oh, okay, because they also had a cube. The most like, impressive uh, concert I've been to in terms of that stuff was. Oh, yeah, uh, that's very sick. Yeah, that's so Dang. sick. That's so sick. Was uh, the Watch the Throne tour with uh, Jay Z and Kanye, where there was just two giant Man, what cubes. what a great album that is. Oh my Still God. The, yeah, the concert was insane. But two giant cubes that were just LED that were flying in the air, and they were on top of them. And it was That's just just crazy. awesome. That's it was like not a stage. Was. They were just up. That's what I want to be. I'm like, I don't even want to come close to the ground for the next two hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, just be 30 feet above the ground. Last Whatever. question I have about Taylor yeah. that I don't get. Colors. The colors. Because, like, all right, there's an album called... That's yeah, thank you, Kevin. insane, dude. Yeah, That's dude. So cool. Isn't that insane? That's so fucking cool. And, and then the... the There's a whale! The, the, <laughs> yeah, dude, it was awesome. The, the gimmick they had for um, this, this concert um, tour was uh, the song in Paris. Mm -hmm. They would end it. That would be like their their encore song, mm -hmm. and it was the biggest song at the moment. And like yeah. for, that was like the big hit of that album. And they would end it with it. And the moment the song ended, they would go again, and they'd play the song again. That's why. And they would ride the energy of the audience. And there was, at, I think it was the uh, L.A. show. They played it nine times. That's so cool. In San that's Jose, so they only played it four. But, but that's still dope. It, dude, it got still, that's pretty more cool. and more hype each yeah. time. And like, it ended up getting absolutely wild. Like the, You can see it, the music video for that song is just them at a bunch of different tour stops mm -hmm. like going wild, which is awesome. But okay, so there's a Taylor Swift album called Red. Then um, I know that like there's all the color ties to a bunch of things. 1989, people are like, oh, it's blue. Why is that? It's because of the sweatshirt that she's wearing on the album cover. It's like that blue with like the seagulls and stuff like that. So yeah, every album has like a distinctive like color palette. So her self-titled is green. Fearless is like yellow gold. Uh, Speak Now is purple. Red is red. 1989 is blue. Reputation's black. So the era's iconography colors. colors are tied so to the those house things. that you see is the lover house and each room is a different era. That's where like so many of the Easter eggs come in, like the bejeweled music video there's an elevator scene and you see all the floors and the buttons course have all the colors for the different eras. And that's how people are trying to figure out with the re-records, what order they're coming in based on the colors. And that's that kind of so stuff. cool. I just, 1989 <laughs> being the album that I know the, the best yeah. and care about the most songs and the music videos and all that. I just wouldn't associate blue. Like I, I, I think 1989 white. Yeah. She's never, I don't think she really has a white one. 
Folklore Evermore, one's like a beigey and one's like a silvery gray. I think yeah. that's like the closest one, but because I think white, because like the the nineteen eighty nine cover, the, the majority stuff. of it's white. The yeah. Pol- oh yeah, all the Polaroid this stuff. Is the poster, and then yeah, um, this is the Eric poster. poster. That's so cool. Um, but honestly, the thing that's crazy is that like how this is now an iconic format for things. Like Tim has the Mission Impossible one. There's Kendall Roy ones. Like this is now just like a a format that people are using with the color in the boxes and the pictures, which is crazy. Cause it's like not that wild, but it has like such a presence now. Again, it's just, this is like the whole thing we just talked about today is every aspect of this tour is not just a tour. It's yeah. like thought of as this experience that goes so beyond that. Even if you're not at the concert, even for the millions of people that wish they could be there, but can't yeah. be there, they still get to experience it all. Like it's, yeah freaking wild man yeah the friendship bracelets are crazy too like what's up with that <laughs> uh she has a line in a song from her last album uh you're on your own kid that's like take the friendship bracelets i don't remember what the second line is because i'm bad at this uh but people people were starting to like use that as like oh my gosh we should make friendship bracelets i think they use that in like the first announcement maybe for the tour can you imagine that if you had that much power that you could just like be on a podcast and be like i'm watching suits and then everyone in the world starts watching suits <laughs> It's crazy. I, I can't, can't imagine, imagine having that kind of power. Do you believe that every single time somebody quote tweets me, there's a oh. part, there's just a little part of me that's like, yeah, you know what? I did do this. I did do this. <laughs> I it was did me. Do this. I it did start Netflix. this revolution. It was Big Scarpino. It's not the fact that Netflix puts it in front of the 290 million subscribers or whatever it is. Or more than that. It's me, bro. But it's the bracelets me. are fun because like even when we went to the concert, we got a hotel for the night. Uh, like not in Santa Clara we went to Mountain View just because it was like a little bit out of the way we had this whole plane where we we're gonna take the VTA transit to get down there they drop off right in front so like cool we'll get a hotel instead of paying for parking we go to check they're like come early if you're trying to get early check-ins so you can get ready we're like okay so we go we're at the check-in desk and the girl checking us in was like oh my gosh you guys here for Taylor Swift I went last night it was so fun da, 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 da. we gave her bracelets she checked us in she comped our parking it's like this between honestly the Eras tour and Barbie there is such like a collective feminine energy like experience that's happening right now and i feel like it's interesting on like a consumerism level too because it's like oh yeah by the way like there is this whole other audience of people that are throwing money at these really fun experiences to have these uh like shared experiences with just other women and like hey maybe we do maybe we do some more of those yeah <laughs> Stuff that, like that. that's fucking right but it was right. crazy to have both of those within a week i'm like i've never felt so connected with strangers in my entire life <laughs> <laughs> I'm like normally i'm like no new friends i don't want to do this and now it's just like yes i would like to talk to you about how it's very exciting that your little sister got surprised with tickets like you everyone was just like chatting in line and talking about all these stories and it's just like this is so fun we never do this well that's how it should be that's awesome that's yeah. really cool like I'm, I'm starting to understand the power of the Swifties. Listen, Not yet a Swiftie, but no. We'll if you need PowerPoints, <laughs> um, we I mean, one together. It's it's one of those things. You you all know me. I will be uh, radio silent for the next ten years, and then on literally ten years and one day, I'll be like, "You guys heard about this Taylor Swift person? Yeah, it's pretty great." <laughs> it's Nick's pretty waiting awesome. for the second re-records. Oh God, yeah, God, that's God. really where I kind of do. No, uh, real talk. It just dawned. It just thought of it. We're gonna have an t- entire Taylor Swift episode of this podcast without Greg. I know it's gonna be it's perfect. So that's perfect. Funny. Leave it to me, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> to host a podcast and want to talk about Greg Miller's favorite musical artist without him. Uh, he'll probably listen to this on his way into work one of these days and be seething that I got all the questions wrong. But it doesn't matter because this is a kind of funny podcast. Each and every week, three, sometimes four best friends gather around these tables, each bringing topics 
for your amusement. We appreciate you guys very, very much right now. Uh, if you're listening to this for the first time or if you, uh, you're a longtime listener, first time caller, uh, it's Patreon Pledge Month. If you guys want to go over and maybe throw us a couple bucks, that would be awesome. Uh, Patreon.com slash kind of funny is the place for that. But if you got no bucks to give, no problem, everyone. Yeah, you guys can just leave a comment in the comments below with anything that we talked about today. Um, suits related, preferably. Karaoke related, secondary. Mm -hmm. Or I guess you could talk about Taylor Swift, but I will not understand anything about it. <laughs> uh, we do this weekly, and we'll be back next week. I've been Nick Scarpino. I love you. Bye. Before you say that, Wait. though, we're talking about Taylor Swift all this stuff. I just need everybody out there to make sure that they do their part today and go listen to the song of the summer, Planet of the Bass. It is officially out. Oh, the full it is. version is out. And it is everything I could have ever oh. wanted. So go enjoy. Everyone. And they got the original girl back. They got her back, baby. It was all <laughs> part of the plan. Love you guys. Bye.